Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 A three song. Three song. Yes, indeed. Three songs podcast. Episode 159. Episode 159. April 28th, 2021. Uh, how you doing, Bob Nastanovich? I'm pretty good, Mike G. Hogan. Is Mike <laughs> Michael G. Hogan as Mike, um, is it Gerard? It, it is. That is my middle name. Yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. <clears throat> pretty good, um, Good, good memory. Yeah, I feel like I already got the first question right in Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> so tell me, like, um, did you ever, um, find yourself proficient at playing the air guitar? Um, no, not particularly. Uh, it seemed... So you uh, never, like, have you been an, ever been an air guitar player or an air drummer? No, no. It seemed, like, kind of ostentatious, and I tended to be much more uh, reserved. But even, like, in your own house, like, just, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, n- you know... <clears throat> no, and, and never, like, singing in a mirror with a hairbrush or anything like that, either. Uh, no, I never did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, There's a line you draw, I, I Bob? Like, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I like to play air guitar. I don't re- I don't think I really do it much anymore, but I used to be, um, pre- I would actually say particularly good at it. Oh, yeah? Um, you know there are air guitar yeah. contests. Have you seen these? No, but I, I, I'm confident that I would, would, um, would not win the contest, but I would definitely um, be a perform memorably yeah shall we say okay yeah. um uh, we i need yeah. some video of this we need to you need to post Let's, some video well i mean the uh, i'm glenn phillips the great rather obscure guitar player british um, guy right he was in atlanta he was in oh. um hampton grease band oh sure 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 yeah 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 he's on sst yeah um he had, he had a song, I saw him play live one time, it was mind-blowing, and, um, but he, a very dynamic performer, very odd in every way, shape, and form, um, but he had a song called Vista Cruiser, which I encourage you to listen to, Okay. and um, play air guitar to it. Okay. That's what I would choose. That's why I wouldn't win the contest, because right. the song would be too weird, you know? Well, you should, you should play it sometime. You know, I've been meaning at some point to play Hampton Grease Band as well. Did you ever know the? Um, did you ever know the um, kind of kids that would like in in a somewhat embarrassing fashion would get really really into a song and they couldn't really resist air drumming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, I remember when I was a teenager, and uh, this guy wasn't a kid. I mean, he was probably in his you know twenties or thirties at least. But I remember driving along the L.A. freeway at like 65, 70 miles an hour and saw a guy in. Like some sort of Oldsmobile sedan type car, like as he was driving full speed on the freeway, full on air drums on <laughs> on the steering wheel, like head shaking, just like oh yeah. And I was it's it's so memorable. Like I remember it like 
30 years later. Fantastic. I was, I was in awe. I do see people, I do notice people quite often when I drive, um, um, especially um, women um, air singing. Oh. Or singing, singing. It's like sure. definitely playing a track really loud in their car and singing along with it, like with like full on passion as if they're actually like the singer playing a live show. It's well, tremendous. That's kind of a thing now. You've heard of car karaoke, right? No, I have not. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to car karaoke. There's, it's like, a, I don't know if it's a actual series or just an online series, but yeah. The, sounds like that. Sounds like something that would be on that TikTok app that all the kids do right but like i forget i think it's it's like one of the guys that hosts one of those late night shows and i'm sort of sure someone james corden maybe who will get yeah. he'll get celebrities like into a car and sometimes they're music or singers or whatever and he'll put on music and have them do uh car karaoke so it's it's kind of like that jerry seinfeld you know talk comedians in cars getting coffee it's sort of the same kind of premise but it's like yeah i like that yeah, yeah. well Corden's kind of a ripoff yeah right fair maybe not maybe not I but know. who knows i don't I, really know what i'm talking I'm about i'm not because, i'm not here to criticize uh, like, someone else's work but yeah could be yeah, i won't say one way or another I don't, I don't really even know his work you know i'm just saying that just to be caustic um <laughs> to have, <laughs> have a hot take yeah. uh Anyway, you know, like TikTok, like, have you paid any attention to that? Um, yeah, a little bit. Just a bit. Yeah. Not a whole lot. Is Teddy Teddy into that, or is he too young? No, fortunately, he's too young. But he does, you know, he, yeah. he's, like, he, he, uh, we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about weird, random subjects on what's supposed to be a music podcast. So maybe I'll play a song we can, we can... We but can, they're all musically related. Eh, all musically related. Kind of. Tick, TikTok, not yeah. so much. But, in, you know. I, was I don't gonna... even know what it is. I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to you like a 50-something, you know, because, like, you're not. <laughs> no. Thankfully. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I will play something that... I will play a song that is a 50-something uh, from an album that was released in 1970 by a band mm. from... Detroit, Michigan. Oh, we would we spent a lot of time in Detroit. We have spent a lot of time in Detroit musically, and these were these were a bunch of dudes who were, as you'll hear, I think, pretty heavily influenced by Hendrix, but also you know definitely into the funk and soul scene as well. And they backed. I think I played Fuji on a early um, early earlier podcast. Uh, Don't take me on no bad trip. Um, you did early late late 60s kind of early like psychedelic funk rock who knows what this was the backing band on that song um they're called black murder they released their first album uh, self-titled album 1970 on chess records the famous chess records um but it didn't sound like a lot of the blues stuff that was normally being released by chess so i think it kind of got forgotten and has been Certainly rediscovered by a lot of the record collectors. It's been reissued a bunch of times, but originals of this record uh, go for a pretty penny. But you can yeah, find Black Merida, B L A C K M E R D A. That's correct. Um, there are Mississippi um, Mississippi dudes mainly that moved to Detroit. So shout out to our man Eric B. Eric Bartram. There you go. Yeah, he's a, he's a uh, yeah 
He's a uh, upper Mississippi. I forget. He's from Jackson. Is that right? That's central, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Not, you know, I don't know. I don't have his address, but I'm looking like, forward to visiting his house because the man appears to be a very good cook. Right. That's true. Um, not coastal. I'll put yeah. it that way. Not coastal Mississippi. Not Gulf. Um, no, no, yeah. <clears throat> Black Merida. Black Merida. All right. Here you go. This song's called Cynthia Ruth. Cynthia Ruth. That's uh, bringing the fire there. You like to party, one man party over Bla- there. Black Murder. Yeah, I mean that's one of those songs where even the first time you're you're hearing it, by the third chorus, you're you're singing along with the whoa. Yeah, yeah. That, whoa. See, now you, said, you said. I mean, there you go. You know, you before it, and I didn't know what Black Murder sounded like, but you said like 
you know, obviously, if you are on going to be on a television show and have to do car karaoke, there's your song. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I yeah. always, I would sing along with the backing singers in any of the karaoke. Yeah, well, that's, that's the easy part. <laughs> always go with the easy part of the singing, yeah. okay? Yeah. But uh, even if you're air singing. <laughs> for sure. For always sure. stick with the easy bits. Yeah, that's pretty magical. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, really good. Black Mirror, and, and they made a bunch of, uh, they were, I guess they were busy in the late 60s all the way through the 70s for a while. Yeah, you know, they only released two albums, um, I think, in the 70s. They, they put out a second record in 72 called Long Burn the Fire. <clears throat> um, and then after that, they kind of dropped out of the scene, and a lot of their stuff, the early record and um, that second record got reissued in like the late 90s, um, early 2000s. And I think that inspired a bit of additional interest and they went back and, and um, maybe reformed or uh, put out some additional like earlier work. Um, but yeah, they're, um, they're good. Well, they, keep in mind they don't too, have a deep discography um, though. Mike, <clears throat> um, yeah, keep in mind back then, Making records was like a major endeavor. So like it wasn't sure. like today where you could just sure do it in a number of ways easily. So like, you know, it was a huge project. So Yeah. Maybe maybe two records is a lot, you know. You gotta have like and obviously they dealt with a label that had a lot of substantial artists so that had to have had some sort of budget. Like I think in their case they must have been sort of mind blowing live. Right. And then they try to transfer that to the studio, and at least with that sample, they did a hell of a job. I mean, in, basically, the sense that I get is that they maybe were more like session players in general, and as a band, you know, they that wasn't where they were making their living. Um, so sadly, we don't have a ton of, uh, you know, archive music from Black Merida, but we, you know, what we have is, is worth checking out for sure. Well, it's pretty cool that people are getting into Black Merida again. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, yeah. I mean, the reissues... Regardless of the price. If you need to have an original, you'll be paying some, some serious money. But if you're okay with a, you know, late 90s reissue, you can you can find it relatively reasonably priced, you know? Well, so. if you're paying $350 for a record, I don't know we've discussed this before in the podcast, and, like... You've got some sort of crazy ass budget that we can't even really relate to. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, it's actually um, since they were session musicians that had their own shtick. Like, um, I'm going to play an artist who's wildly different um, in a lot of ways. A guy named Christophe Chasselou, um is from Paris. Um, he pl uh, when he makes solo stuff, it's under the name. Chassel, which is his last name, all caps. He's an all capper like mm -hmm. Namdi, um, C H A S S O L. And he's a young man. I think he's born in '76. Um, and he's from France and he went to the renowned Berkeley College of Music in Boston and um, learned a lot of stuff there. He's a composer and a pianist. He's really most famous for contributing to other artists' records, um, a lot of huge ones, including 
Solange, um, of course, is Beyonce's sister. Sure. Um, Sebastian Tellier, Frank Ocean, Phoenix. Um, yeah. He's, um, but in his own time, he's made several records on his own or his own shtick. And um, the one that sort of celebrated the most is a record that came out in 2015 called Big Sun. And um, this is going to be a major change of pace. It's just a really interesting song. He's a guy that does a lot of film score work. So like a lot of his music is, you know, audio visual. So it's meant um, to go with films. And he's worked on a lot of, I think, you know, very arty films, none mm-hmm. of which I'm familiar with, but that doesn't really mean a thing. They're probably pretty significant. Um, but this is uh, Christoph Chassel, and this song is called Birds Part One. Thank <laughs> you. 
beautiful. Very cinematic. Yeah, it's a, yeah, very cinematic. I think that is a film score. That that um, record. I think it's a soundtrack. Um, and I've never seen the movie. Um, he's got. I think he's got roots, family roots in Martinique and um, the Caribbean island, um, where you and I have never been. I can safely say. No, never. Fort been. de France, I believe, is the capital city. Um, um, right now, you can't even fly there. I'm afraid they're not. They're struggling with the with the pandemic um but uh yeah he makes beautiful music and he plays piano and synth and of course in that song he um has loops of tropical birds and dog barks yeah Um, that was not (laughs) it was not it was not ghost i was i was not sure uh at first if that was ghost or if it was a loop similar bark similar bark so i think that i'm going to introduce um christoph to mr ghost and hopefully Mr. Ghost can begin his recording career, but all of the barks on our program are provided live in a very random fashion by Mr. Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, he will not be But yeah, I think it's a really cool record, um, and um, I think he put he's put out about a handful, mm-hmm. not a lot. I want to I don't want to completely say he's made a hundred records like this is the kit, um, <laughs> but uh, most of his work is. Um, in this millennium on a French label, I assume called Tricatel, T-R-I-C-A-T-L. Um, but yeah, you can get a copy um, relatively cheaply and it's available through all your, your streaming interests, but uh, just a really cool artist who obviously has time to do a solo work, but then also applies his trade and makes a living um, working with a lot of, intensely famous people mm-hmm. so um just a, seems like a really cool guy yeah i mean it started out very slowly and i kind of wasn't sure what to make of it um and then you know especially when it started building and the piano came in and you know it just started feeling very rich and full and you know just kind of like i could see it washing over you with these visuals and you know i could it just felt very beautiful and cinematic so yeah i I think he accomplished his task yeah i liked it yeah all right well (laughs) that was that was a nice little break in between a couple rockers because i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh it's all music yeah it is all music i'm gonna go uh back to the 70s uh, late 70s in San Francisco. This was a band kind of like Black Murda in that they weren't a band for very long and they didn't release, unlike Black Murda, they didn't release any albums in their time as a band. They released three seven inches and that was pretty much it. And then uh, in 1990, there was a collection of their seven inches as well as some other studio recordings called San Francisco's Doomed that came out on vinyl and I bought a copy. Uh, The band I'm talking about is Crime, of course, legendary punk rock band from San Francisco that famously dressed up as cops um, in play shows dressed as cops. Now, a lot of the listeners would probably know uh, one of their songs via Sonic Youth, Hot Wire My Heart, which they covered on the Sister album. Um, great version of very faithful version very straight their version is you know 
like doesn't deviate a whole lot doesn't have it's it's the sonic youth doing punk kind of feel Um, we know all sonic youth could do that like i think that the you know 10 or so punk songs that they're most famous for covering were pretty straight versions totally yeah it was it was in that same era when live they would they would play ramones covers too um and they would do it straight and no yeah so I won't play that one because I think people know it. And if you don't know the original, Hotwire My Heart. Yeah, check check out Hotwire My Heart. It's good. It's it's worth hearing. I'll play uh, a song from their second seven inch, which came out in 1977 um, on their own crime music label. Um, this song is called Murder by Guitar. Uh, and then if you'll indulge me, I'll release a song, or I'll release, I'll play a song from their third release, their third seven inch. Came out in 1980. Um, yeah, but first let's get let's get. Through. These guys had like you know let's go through the personnel real quick. We had Johnny Strike, Frankie Fix, yep, Ron the Ripper Greco, who was in who had been in Flaming Groovy, so they had a legend in their midst. Yeah, even before they became it. Yeah, and Ricky Tractor driving the drums. Yeah, so well, well, there's some great quotes and uh, just even on this page. Yeah, Ron I'm looking at. They're loud as hell, man. On really this, loud. So. On this one, drums are played by um, Britley, Bra- Britley Black. Uh, yeah. Which may have been, which was, which is a pseudonym for Lawrence David Black, um, who sadly passed away on this day in 2004. So here, in honor of Britley Black on the drums, this is Murder by Guitar. Yeah, it looks like murder 
guitar that's a song it's kind of two songs almost mashed into one you know the opening is very angular jagged the guitars coming in uh and then it leads into that kind of punk fury that ends it bob are you there Oh yeah, sorry, I muted myself, and I was I was actually um, making a good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that point? I th- I thought my internet well, I mean, had dropped. Yeah. No, your internet's cool. Um, Frankie Fix and Johnny Strike just a brilliant guitar tandem. Yeah, and um, the first part of the song is just in- intensely cool, and and then they just, yeah, like you said, they lead into like sort of what we call more typical. But I think they sort of were quite a bit different than a long stream of punk rock bands where like playing fast wasn't a priority playing insanely loud was yes. and like they're famous for that crime rumble that yes the drumming they i think they had a bunch of drummers um probably because drummers would quit because they get an, a headache um <laughs> but uh in fact their first drummer um Ricky Williams he was the first singer for what renowned, beloved punk band that we've definitely played on the show before. Do you know he's the first singer for, for what band? That's a trivia question. Uh, well, I know. Wasn't Ricky Williams in Toiling Midgets? He was in Toiling Midgets. Before that, he was in Flipper. He was the first ah, singer for he was Flipper. In Flipper. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Toiling Midgets too, man. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they were just amazing so, yes and that song is an outstanding choice well and in the thing with them is they were but the guitar is just like so sick and original absolutely and they were so legendary but you couldn't find anything like so when i got sister in the late 90s i think i bought uh daydream nation and sister right around the same time and I heard Hotwire, their cover of Hotwire My Heart, and I was like, what the hell is this? Who is this band Crime? I couldn't find anything by them. And then shortly after, they reissued um, that San Francisco Doomed collection, which I, which I then bought, and was just Which like, is cool, because like, I think all of it was like pretty small release and was all gone. Right, and I was like, you know, just it was like fascinating. hanging on Thurston's wall. Right, 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 right. I was just like yeah. fascinated. Who are the who are these guys that put out these seven inches and then like evidently did these legendary live shows and then kind of just dropped out? Um, but <clears throat> you're well, to- they went on to other things. Y- yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, they joined other bands. I yeah. don't know about all of them, but okay, that's fair. Um, Frankie Valentino was Frankie Fix, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and he passed away in '96, sadly. Um, but I want to play a song from if you if you indulge me. It kind of shows 
like you said, they weren't like the typical punk band, um, and they were always seemingly, even in their short time, trying new things. And this is an example of something I love in not just punk, but like all rock, which is a band in their genre trying to do a song that's outside of their genre. And um, well, I like that too. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good songs like that like miss you by the stones their disco tune and and you know uh this is radio clash um just these songs that that kind of transcend genre and show that a band is willing to try and make mistakes and try new things um so this is i think a perfect example that from their 1970 or sorry 1980 uh seven inch uh called gangster funk um this is this is the a-side Gangster Funk. Here you go. Here you go.
So that's one, Bob, if and when you're back DJing in person, that's a fun one to drop. Uh, yeah, I play either of them. <laughs> but that's that's like... It's like crime, you know. <laughs> that's like, what the hell is that? That's like punk, funk, like just, you know, he's name dropping uh, James Brown, Iggy Pop, Jesus Christ, and Red Fox. I mean, that's... Talk yeah, about... Well, it's good, it's a good, so that's a good quartet. Talk about a super group. Um. Anyway, I I I love crime. I can't. I know believe... that they were like really famous for their like their live shows were like twenty minute live shows. Yeah, and, and that's because they were like insanely punishing. It's not a bad way to go about things. Just right. like sure, sure, wreck the room and stop. And legendary She's married chain, you know, completely different band do the same thing. Like people would time their sets. Like you better get in there. Like. You're standing outside and you're not in. You're going to miss half the set, you know, sort of thing. But <laughs> right, right. They 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 killed it, you know. They did. They did. Um, uh, I love crime. Yeah. Just yeah. Thanks for thanks for celebrating them them on the show tonight. For um, sure. And and sorry to hear that the one chap died when like in the mid nineties. Um. Yeah. So I, you know, I think Ron Ripper. Um, Ron the Ripper is still around, uh, but Frankie Fix and Johnny Strike uh, both passed away. Johnny Strike passed away in 2018. Uh, Frankie Fix passed away in the mid-90s, 96. And then the drummer on those tracks, um, Britley Black, passed away on this date, 2004, uh, April 18th, 2004. Yeah. Well, may they all rest in peace, crime. Yeah, crime. Fighting crime, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna actually. I'll, I'll fast forward to 2021 if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm gonna do. Eminently stylish band from uh, London, as far as I know. Recently, I was um, a few months ago um, during the very dark Arctic days of winter here. I was doing a a um, Zoom cast for a with a bunch of um, about a half dozen young men from Buffalo. And um, I, was, I think I was the first guest ever on their video podcast. And I sort of sensed um, that they didn't really know what to ask. I mean, if they did, they had like a list or whatever. And it's like, you know, how boring it, is it to for me to talk about myself um, when I can talk about these six dudes that are like, <clears throat> um, in their mid twenties, live in Buffalo. So I kind of interviewed them and they all sort of agreed that they'd fallen in love with this band that had just put out a record a month before that was very much anticipated by them. Um, they were fans of nervous conditions, the band that led up to this band. And this band is like, um, very much hyped right now. They're, they're from London. They're called Black Country New Road. And um, their influences are debatable. Um, we'll talk about it after the song. But they've just put out in February on a a label called Ninja Time, um, which I think is one of these labels which has a lot of money behind it and big plans. Um, that's all beside the point. Um, probably the course of their brief career, which started in 2018 or so, they've really sort of 
gotten a really good sense of dynamics. It's a seven-piece band, um, and uh, I think you'll dig it. They're called Black Country New Road, and this is the first single off their new album, which came out in 2020, and it's only a six-song album, so this one's not insanely long, but it's pretty long. It's a song called Science Fair, off the album for the first time.
swear to God, you looked right at me And let a silk red ribbon fall between your hands But as I slowly sobered I felt the rubbing of shoulders I smelled the sweat and the children crying I was just one among crowded stands And still with sticky hands I bolted through the gallery With colorless things on my best white shirt And nothing to lose, oh I was born to run It's my country out there It's my country out there It's my country out epic yeah yeah i think they're pretty intense like they get pretty bombastic and like then they bring it down and like um you know i think that they've gotten some slint comparisons mainly because um the the vocals are you know pretty brian mcmahon-esque but yeah i um, I can see it i mean musically they're a bit different um they're a lot different. I mean, they've got a sax, right? I mean, that's right. very loud, and prevalent, right? And they've got a violin, right? Um, they're they're a fuller the woman who plays violins in a in a band called Jockstrap, a two piece band that also has gained a certain amount of um, positive positive response. Um, it's five dudes and 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 two women, so it's a it's a big act. It's a big ensemble. Sure, um, I think they practice. I think they I think they practice. Sound very tight. I mean, it's it's certainly a bigger sound than Slint, but I can see the the comparisons not just in the vocal stylings and that kind of spoken word ish sing, you know, slightly singing approach, but also in those dynamics, you know, and the length of the songs and the build, and it's almost it takes you on a journey. Um, and yeah, like like to me, it's like more like Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Could be. Um, they're they're yeah. a band I'm admittedly not nearly as familiar with. I think I know one of their records, but I haven't listened to it in maybe 20 years. So, oh, I saw them live. I saw them live in Omaha not too long ago and it was like, you know, long songs, like a lot of like just a lot of stuff going on. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And kind of like um something for like you know, it goes from I mean the guitar playing on that. I think they have yeah, just two guitars, 
a bass, sax, violin, keyboards, drums. Um, so it's pretty straightforward, but like, yeah, no, the arrangements, like, there's longer songs than that, actually. Sure. Um, well, I mean, you, you said that's but, the single, you know, I mean, it's a six minute long single. That's one of the singles. They've had, they have more singles. They're, um, I think they probably, um, you know, they probably will. I think, you know, and they started, you know, just like most bands, they started like playing really small clubs in London. They sort of are um, linked to a band they play with all the time called Black Midi, M-I-D-I. And um, yeah, no, it's a, I think there's a, a cool little freelance, free jazzy, you know, rock and roll scene going on there. And um, they're a big part of it. So hmm. pretty cool. cool band. Those kids from Buffalo, they were right. They kept they kept following up like have you listened to black country new road yet have you listened to them yet and i'm like yeah yeah you know hey takes me a while to get around to things but i did you know i have listened to them and it's it is a very interesting and unique record which is pretty exciting in 2021 like yeah um yeah they're not like you know and again like people like us sit around like we try to compare them to things um i, I think that's kind of unfair i think they i think most young people are trying to like defy categorization sure. you know and um i think they've managed to do that so mm -hmm. go on and be original be yourselves and yeah. like um pretty cool band right on i i agree uh i'll ch i'll definitely check them out more um uh, that, that yeah, song, the album listen to the album that yeah, song piqued my interest um well i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it current and i'm gonna change the vibe a little bit and and um come back i believe to i believe this is uh, god i don't even really know a whole lot about her i believe she's american um but boy i could be wrong i i actually this was recorded in brooklyn so i'm guessing she lives somewhere in the new york area um but this is a woman who put out a record uh, in february of this year on bada bing a fantastic independent label um released a lot of really good stuff and uh, I'm talking about Cassandra Jenkins. Prior to this album called An Overview of Phenomenal Nature, um, that, like I said, came out a couple months ago, she did a number of self-released, uh, well, an EP and then an album in 2017 that was an edition of 250 uh, and is, I'm imagining, quite difficult to find. So I haven't heard that one, but I do really enjoy this new record uh, that came out on Bada Bing. So I'm going to play a song from that. I know some things about her. She yeah. was, um, you know, she was meant she was meant to be in the Purple Mountains band. Oh right, that's right, that's yeah. right. She sings yeah. on and, she um, sings on Purple Mountains album, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, and um, she also has been a backup for El Eleanor. Fre burger solo projects okay so there you yeah, go yeah so she's like yeah and um she went to the rhode island school of design so we played a berkeley musician tonight in chassel now we're, now we're going to the rhode island school of design very prestigious art school night mm -hmm. and um she also worked i think she was she definitely worked at the new yorker okay yeah but yeah no she's been she comes from like a musical family but I'm, i mean like that again these are things that um, you know, I'm not holding that against her. She's brilliant. No, um, Cassandra Jenkins. That, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense because you can yeah. certainly hear it in this record. Um, 
which which I love. It's it's called an overview of phenomenal nature, and it's been getting a bit of attention too, uh, well deserved attention, I think. So uh, I'll play a song from it. It's called Crosshairs. Um, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but um, either way, hope you like it. Cool.
Yeah, so just a pretty little song. Uh, and I love the They're guitar. really pretty. I love the guitar played by um, someone named Josh Kaufman, who's in a band called Bonnie Light Horseman, released an album last year, uh, beginning of last year. So yeah, just you know, current music, kind of like what you played prior with, I mean, completely different style, but Black Country, New Road, you know, these are artists that should be out making music in front of large audiences, and hopefully they will again soon. Um, yeah, we'll get there. But uh, but yeah, if yeah, just ha- like a man of St. Louis, um, who also <clears throat> like um, mm-hmm. was was associated with Purple Mountains. That's that's two young, brilliant women we we played that that um, um, were meant to play um, with with Purple Mountains uh, live tour, and also on, on recorded music. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought I really dig in St. Louis too. She's awesome. She is. She's great. Yeah, They're both great. But yeah, because Cassandra Cassandra Jenkins, check her out. Yeah, um, I'll end the show with like what um like what I would call like um it's interesting that you've never really listened to this band because obviously you have several records in, in your collection um that are on the Touch and Go label mm-hmm. for sure and so and, and Sub Pop mm-hmm. perhaps a few on City Slang um <laughs> maybe this German label. Um, they put a lot of European releases of sub pop stuff. Yeah, um, I know, I know, I know. It's another, it's another city it's, slang. It's another Christoph. Yep. Uh, Keith Neal. Yeah. Um, so, um, Coco Rosie's a, is probably one of the most unique stories about two sisters that have ever been in a musical project. I mean, hmm. um, I know they're parents were based in Iowa and um, the mother died recently. She was of Native American heritage and the father was uh, um, pretty far out guy. Um, a lot of experimenting with psilocybin, Mike. And um, <laughs> so the kids, one of them, the older one, um, Sarah Rose Cassidy, their last name is C-A-S-A-D-Y Cassidy, um, is Rosie, and then her she was born in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And um, that's about the end of their Iowa connection. And then the younger sister, Bianca Coco Cassidy, was born in Hawaii, Hilo, Hawaii. And um, they um, had a very, they've had a very nomadic life. Like, their parents were sort of taking them everywhere and i think they split at some point and they were they'd actually never finished high school because they were just like school wasn't a priority i think it was like homeschooling without unofficial homeschooling Mm -hmm. and like um, one interesting aspect of their growing up was that all of their possessions would just be discarded constantly Hmm. and um when they first got together in new york um one of the sisters moved there and these sisters are like as tight as they come. And and obviously the rise of Coco Rosie has made that even more of a thing. But um, they, one of them moved to Brooklyn, the other one followed suit, and they started making music. And um, I guess one of the things they were really into was like their children's toys um, that I guess were readily um, discarded on occasion. But like, it's just a, incredible um journey of 
unusual use of children's toys and odd percussion instruments. They both have beautiful voices. One of them, Bianca, has a very strange child-like voice, and um, Sarah plays a lot of harp. Um, like, if you look at a live set of this band, like, you've kind of, in a lot of ways, never seen anything like it. Like, the only familiar instrument up there is, like, is, like, a Nord lead synthesizer. Okay, so... Yeah. Um, I think they made intensely original, very so, and they present themselves in a very flamboyant way. But this is um, Coco Rosie, uh, who's kind of a big favorite around here. Um, I'm going to play one of their biggest songs, if there is such a thing. But they have made quite an impact throughout the course of their career, and they actually have an album that came out in 2020, which is really good. But I'm going to go back. This is an, it's an introduction to you. Yeah. I don't know them at to, all. To, Total blind spot. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Um, 2007. This is off an album called "The Adventures of Ghost Horse and Stillborn," and this is a one of the more famous songs. It's called "Werewolf." In a dream, I was a werewolf. My soul was filled with crystal light, lavender ribbons of rain sang, ridding my heart of mortal fright. Broken sundown, fatherless showdown, garden hair was swollen, it bottle sip, yeah I suck dick, loose grip on gravity force, sky blinding, crumbling walls. Never sweep away my memories of children's things the young mother's love before the yearning song of flesh on flesh young hearts burst open wounds bleed fresh a young brother skinny and tall my older walks oceanward in somber slumber sleeping flowers in the water but I'm just his daughter Walking down an icy grave Leading to my schizophrenic father Weeping willow, won't you wallow louder Searching for my father's power Now I'll 
colors Corny movies make me reminisce They break me down easy Honest, generic love shit First kiss, frog and princess I'ma shake you off though Get up on a horse and ride into the sunset You're back with no remorse I'ma shake you off though Get up on a horse and ride into the sunset You're back with no remorse That was cool. It kind of had a little bit of a Bjork vibe to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's about the only thing that you can possibly think of. Uh, but, right, I guess. Yeah, it's my limited... But, you know, keep in mind, like, Bjork is, like, one of the... She's as far out as they come. Sure, right. Right, because it's it's this kind of quirky instrumentation and these beats and this vibe and the vocals that are almost kind of ethereal... Um, you know, but it certainly didn't feel like a copy. It was just me and my limited palette of ways to describe music like that. I immediately thought Bjork. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, like right near the top of the list of bands that I'd love to see live because yeah. it, like sure. I've watched some live um, footage of them, like generally playing in Europe. I don't even know how big they are in this country. Um, but it's a proper freak scene. Yeah, um, I, I can imagine. So when you, it's funny, when you said, like, playing with children's instruments, I wasn't expecting a sound as full as that. I was expecting almost more of a lo-fi. Are you familiar with a band called Pianosaurus? Yeah, I do know them, yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking of a sound more like that. And, of that. course, we played the Boston Typewriter Orchestra on the on the program, which is just guys, like, pecking on... <laughs> Right. typewriters right right I was you know Pianosaurus um, if the listeners haven't heard them they put out uh, one record in the mid 80s on the New Rose label and it was you know basically just a band all using toy instruments like Fisher Price instruments Peter Holsapple was involved um, you know from the DB's um, yeah. So it was certainly part of that Hoboken scene. So I was expecting a sound more like that, like almost quaint and kitschy and novelty. And that's not at all what Coco Rosie. No, no, like. but no. The amazing thing about Coco Rosie is like, so, so it'll be a song that sounds like a song, then all of a sudden, like any of the four or five people on stage will just like whip out some weird toy. And usually, like, they're, I've noticed that, like, a lot of their shows start with, like, one of the one of the young ladies playing some weird child's toy for, like, a minute, and then, like, a song will kick in. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they mix it all in. And then, like, if you look at what the percussionist has, like, look, this is a band you don't want to be a roadie for. Just keeping track of all this stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, right. yeah, whoever they've got on their road crew is, right. like, packing stuff up. And I'm sure it's, like, old and, like, highly valued. I mean, like... Some of it might be, you know, eminently discardable, like a tambourine or maracas, but this all looks like kind of like 
precious things that have been like wrapped up and mm-hmm. then set up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. often like one or two harps on stage and they can play like, um, Sierra, I believe is the, is the, is the one that plays the harp and she's extremely good at harp. Um, yeah. but, uh, no, they, it's a, just like, it's a musical journey listening to them. And you and there's, said, there's a lot there. You said their last name is Cassidy, C-A-S-A-D-Y, um, and from a yeah. musical family, no relation to Jack Cassidy, right? Of uh, Jefferson. No, 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 no. There's no relation to anybody. These people okay. like are. Yeah, I think like the when the parents first married, they were in like the Fort Dodge, Iowa area, which is like 80 miles, 60 miles north of here, mm-hmm. and then like. The first kid was born, and they just like went on the move. Mm. Like they were like, you know, I think they're they just come from a really freaky background. Sure. And I don't know anything. I mean, like I don't obviously I don't know these people, but like their story is just very interesting. Yeah, it's wild. Like you're like you're like every sentence you read, you're just like what? Like every interview, <laughs> you're like, I mean, I can't imagine like meeting them. I think I mean, who knows? Maybe they're totally. As normal as we are, Mike. They could be. I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe they're more normal. More, I mean, more I, power to. I don't love it if they were boring. But they're, you know, they're, you know, they use a lot of costumes. They're very flamboyant acts. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll check but them out. I, I dig them. I'll check them yeah. out. Uh, especially yeah. if they're a state. You don't have to, Mike. You know, like you don't have to check but, out Black Country New Road. But or I will. Or, or... But here's the thing. Bob, okay, well, you I know, will. you know, you're busy listening to a lot of music, your stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you've got, you know, you've got, you know, a lot going on. You don't have to like, you know, you play a lot of things where, like, you know, whether I've heard it or not, like some things, like I prioritize. You know, we're not forced to listen to what we, you know, we, but the course. other someone plays, of course. But I wouldn't say that I'll check it out if I wasn't going to check it out. So. Thanks for uh, introducing me to Coco Rosie. I do mean it when I say I'll listen to more of their stuff. Bring it on, yeah, um, Castle. And thank, yeah, and thank you for all of this. You know, new sounds tonight. A fun show, yeah. So yeah, well, you know, we've we gotten there. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, but, we'll do this again soon, my man. Uh, as always, great I love to your you. crime. Great to your crime. Thanks yeah. for bringing them back to the team. Crime. Yeah. I can't believe I waited 159 episodes to play crime, but it was worth the wait. Well, thank you, and thanks everyone for listening. We'll do this again soon. <laughs>